0: Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups are you okay i'm not sure because
1: you lost me a little bit there at the end
0: good because i've been lost since the beginning we're we are lost, lost on lost
1: welcome everybody to lost on lost i'm adam busher and i'm joined as always by the happy-go-lucky good time jp russell no
0: no good times just numbers
1: Now, before we get started, I want to remind everyone to rate and review the show. According to this uh, Make Your Own Podcast book that I'm almost halfway to 30% finished (laughs) with, this is an important part of the process. So do that if you get the chance, and and those of you who did so already, we appreciate it. You are better podcast consumers than we are podcast marketers. Today we're talking...
0: Yeah, do, do us a favor and uh, tell your friends about our podcast, uh, and if you don't like it, do us a favor and shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> uh, today we're talking about Numbers, the 18th episode of Season 1 and the 18th episode of Lost overall. Our centric character is everyone's favorite majority shareholder of a box factory in Tustin, Hugo <laughs> Hurley Reyes. We're going to get into that. <laughs> numbers takes place on the 35th and 36th day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. JP, yes. Got a recap?
0: I do hit it numbers centers around everyone's favorite spry jungle boy Hurley Hurley goes on a globe trotting adventure to find the source of the mysterious numbers from jail to the psych war to the house from courage the cowardly dog Hurley must find the meaning to the cursed numbers meanwhile on the island Michael and Jin put on a production of the odd couple but nobody tells Jin and Claire tells John Locke that she suffers from a medical condition called blind upside down crib syndrome so <laughs> you're alive and you're a terrible shot Season 1, episode 18,
1: Numbers. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, We have
0: a guest today. Uh, As always, one of these days I'm going to learn how to introduce guests, Uh, but we have Bob Eckdahl
2: with us. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Long time listener, first time on the podcast. (laughs) Bob, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, you are a filmmaker. Um, you are yeah. a, an avid media
2: consumer. That's true. I eat media. <laughs> um, yeah. So a little bit about myself. We actually all met during college. We sure did. And yep. And so Adam and I actually lived together. Yeah. Um, and there was one time during college where I cooked an entire pound of bacon. Adam, do you remember this or no?
1: Vaguely. Refreshment. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I cooked an entire pound of bacon and ate it, um, and I was, I was a hefty guy back then, and also I made the house smell like bacon for about a week. And uh, we lived with a vegetarian who whose name is Tom. Oh my god, that's right. And he would complain about it every day, saying, "When will this smell stop?" And I'm like, "I've never cooked a pound a bacon before. I'm not sure."
0: <laughs> that in and of itself makes you more qualified than most of our guests
2: to be on this podcast. So thank yeah, so, you. So thank you. Yeah. Tom yeah <laughs> that is why i'm on the hurley episode because i am i i like to eat food and hurley also likes to eat food
1: and for the uh, for the for the keen eared uh listener of lost on lost you might recognize the name tom he was our guest last uh, last episode
0: <laughs> perfect back to back yeah so bob tell us a little bit about your
2: relationship with lost did you watch lost in its original run is this your first episode I watched a bit of Lost when it was airing. Uh, Our friend Noah, who was on the show already, Mm -hmm. I would go over to his house and, like watch it for a little bit, get bored, and then go outside and sit outside and drink. <laughs> um, that, that, that's just how you pass time in Oshkosh. That's true. Um, and so, yeah, then I, I watched it. I did watch, like, the first couple seasons uh, when they dropped on streaming a couple years ago, probably now a decade ago. <laughs> um, so this is my return to Lost, and boy, was it a trip. <laughs> yeah. Down a lane. Down something. some some sort of lane um
1: so so at the time it lost was on you know back 2004 5 6 7 whatever um what were you watching what were you watching instead what was uh what was uh you know was it tv was it movies was it
2: um primarily i was watching either like peter jackson's dead alive uh which has a wonderful scene just on repeat uh yeah well at an evil dead 2 um Uh, where the, it has a wonderful lawnmower sequence where Mm -hmm. he attacks, uh, zombies with lawnmowers. So, uh, that's, that's the kind of stuff I was watching. Just horrible, gory garbage. And then like, I don't know, the Lord of the Rings and the Matrix movies. uh,
1: You're, you're a big, like, um, you're, you're a fan of like retro, uh, retro horror, um, it, because isn't uh, isn't Monster Monster House one of your favorite
2: movies or um or uh, Monster Squad? <laughs> Monster Squad, yeah, yeah. Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman does have nards. <laughs> My name. is <laughs> is horace and <laughs> that it's a, there's a chubby kid who cocks a shotgun it's um, very good it's it's a it's a fantastic film
1: so it's it's fair to say that you're more of a you're more of a film guy uh, kind of like jp where you connect uh, uh you connect more with with films as opposed to television
2: yeah i think that movies uh allow you to have A personal experience with characters growing in one day um Mm -hmm. and tv over time like if you look at game of thrones you kind of just sit there and just watch like the grass grow on on these character (laughs) arcs right and you're like wait i thought this guy pushed this uh sorry for spoilers i thought this guy pushed this kid off of a building and nearly (laughs) nearly killed him and then like later you're like he's the only character that you're like i like this guy but he's like still a bad guy
0: yeah but then that grass gets shit on by like a mangy dog at the end because they're like oh all this work that that character specifically did meant nothing in the finale so yeah absolutely
1: sometimes we grow as people and then sometimes we continue to grow back into the thing that we were before all of the growth happened Uh, it happens all the time yeah apparently exactly at least in westeros (laughs) Oi, game of thrones Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, enough Game of Thrones. Uh, Bob, we're so happy to have you here because we want to find out what you think of Numbers. Uh, Numbers originally aired on March 2nd, 2005. It was written by David Fury and Brent Fletcher and directed by Daniel Adies. Uh David Fury wrote a bunch of Buffy, Angel 24, uh, and according to his Wikipedia was the voice of Jock in Raiders of the Lost Ark uh brent fletcher does a decent amount of freelance writing he did scripts for friday night lights uh, spartacus blood and sand agents of shield um dan adias has done a ton of alias six feet under and it's always sunny in philadelphia but he directed one episode of the adventures of briscoe county jr so i will always love him for that oh
0: my god jesus christ um <laughs> now correct me if i'm wrong and and I don't know if you have this information in front of you. Is this the first time we've seen this writing team on the podcast? Yes, it is. And this is also okay. the
1: first time we've seen Daniel Adios. He actually he only directed two episodes of um, of Lost.
0: I was going to say, this episode, It, I mean, bottom line up front, I really like this episode. But it definitely felt different, mm-hmm. but in a very good way. I mean, we'll get into it, but... Sure. Uh, something was just kind of different and refreshing about it. It was really good.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, So let's talk about it, shall we? Uh, Let's figure out what what about it was so different. Numbers kicks off with a little scene on the beach. There's the the raft. (laughs) We've seen the raft a couple of times here on the podcast. But uh, the first thing that sort of jumped out to me was we see... Hurley Jin Michael uh, working on the raft and one of them says they're fixing some damage that's been done um, the, the the raft's been, yeah. uh, been sabotaged
0: so it had been burned or something yeah, like that it was that? on fire Yeah, Yeah,
1: so there's something we missed. (laughs) So there were a fair amount of things in this episode that felt like I was still missing a lot, but some of the gaps are starting to fill in a little because we've now seen a couple of season one episodes. Yeah. We saw the episode that comes a couple of episodes after this, and we've seen one that came just a couple episodes before this one. So for me, at least, some of the gaps are starting to fill in. Um, (laughs) Not, you know, drastically,
0: but... (laughs) Yeah, uh, we, we... We know that the the folks on the island have a raft. We've we've talked about a raft before, and we know that Saeed went off, and apparently him and Russo didn't exactly get along real well in their first encounter. <laughs> but outside of that, I think that's really about the only information that we didn't really know going into this. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Danielle kidnapped Saeed, and he clearly didn't have a good
0: time. He seems pretty angry about it. Yeah, he's a little pissed. I believe
2: torture was mentioned
0: right exactly which is interesting because saeed's the torture guy so mm-hmm. we'll, i'm sure we'll get into that in a later date tickle fight <laughs> <laughs> nails on a chalkboard
1: Mm-hmm. But whatever happened between Danielle and Saeed, uh, he clearly got away, and he just ganked a bunch of stuff from her house, <laughs> like, like all these papers and maps, and he uh, he says him and Shannon are trying to make sense of it, because uh, Shannon speaks French,
0: I guess. Okay, we need to make her useful again. Right, 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 right. But yeah, he's just got this mess of stuff from
1: her place, but, but they're talking to him because... Uh, Saïd might know how to get batteries for some sort of signal device for the raft.
0: Right, because correct me if I'm wrong, they're like, the the signal's being jammed on the island, but they think if they get out far enough and they can get the signal out further, that maybe there's a chance that they could be rescued
1: yeah that's gotta be their thought process um, I, th- I think before we go any further we should decide how we're gonna discuss the episode yeah. we move around a lot in this episode there's a ton of different locations both on the island and in the flashbacks like do we want to talk about the island and then the flashbacks or vice versa
0: or I feel like this one might benefit from doing all of Hurley's flashbacks stuff and then the island stuff, because otherwise it's going to take us way too long to like break down each thing. If we just rip through, sure, like all Hurley shit, and we're not worried about b- bouncing back and forth as much, I I feel like that's going to flow.
1: Yeah, that'll work. So we'll we'll cut we cut from the raft to the first flashback scene, and then we'll just talk about all the flashback stuff in a row from here. Um,
0: we've seen a version of this scene on the podcast here already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hurley wins the lottery, and the sound Foley person. Did an amazing job of being like this is somebody falling onto a table sound effect it's really <laughs> really well done it sounds just like a sack of potatoes and dishes going
2: everywhere and it's wonderful they actually use the same snl thing from uh when chris farley would hit the table <laughs> they just splice they just splice it in there <laughs> they just let him
0: actually fall on a breakaway table yeah yep. um yeah hurley's you know mom is is uh Kind of razzing him a little bit, saying she's way nicer in this yeah. version of the scene than she is in the season two version. <laughs> but she's she's ripping on him like, oh, you're home on a Friday night. And I'm like, I'm in my 30s. Being home, just chilling on a Friday night sounds wonderful. Like choice. <laughs> like.
2: <laughs> and then she's like, you're gaining weight like like just very suddenly like you eat too much yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. so she's still not very nice
1: yeah she's not she's not very nice to him at all and I remember talking about this during everybody hates Hugo uh like wondering if is this how she is all the time like is this right is this their dynamic right. yeah and, and apparently uh, apparently it is this is how they are yeah. uh stop eating fried chicken go and find a find a lady um she's not gonna be talking all that trash Pretty soon, though, Mm -mm. because Hurley wins the lottery. Big money, big money. That's right. 16 weeks in a row or something like that, so it's this big jackpot. um, Yeah. But he he played the numbers, which is...
0: uh, The numbers. The titular numbers. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go to a press conference outside of his house, yep. and he's given a really nice heartfelt speech about how, like, yeah, I want to do some nice things for my family, and uh, <laughs> my it's grandpa Tito. Uh, <laughs> it's,
1: it's the classic feel-good press conference, you know, it's, uh, you know, we, we weren't uh, we weren't wealthy before, and so, you know, this windfall that, that we've had, you know, it's going to change our lives uh, for the better, and
0: all, all, whatever. Right. Uh, just quick, quick question here for uh for us on the podcast. If you won one hundred and fifty eight million dollars, mm-hmm. what's the first thing? Just gut reaction. First thing you would do, Adam? Um,
1: uh, I would pro. I would. I would probably go out and buy, uh, ten of those um ten Ford Tauruses. <laughs> And uh, and have them outfitted for demolition derby, and then I would call like you and uh Bob and Nick and Noah, and have like a have, like a Ford Taurus demolition derby. <laughs> That'd probably be the okay. first thing I'd
0: do. Obviously, that's that's one of the classic answers. Bob, one hundred fifty-eight million dollars. Gut reaction. What are you doing?
2: uh i would just go to someone's house that i that i want to buy like up north okay. i would just knock on it and be like how much <laughs> but can you do me a favor and do it in the borat voice though uh how much there we go perfect
0: it was um, like he was in my ears wow yeah, that was incredible that's um, great yeah, uh, i haven't
2: seen that i haven't seen that since 2005 yeah um But actually, I heard I heard a good thing. If you ever do win the lottery, what you do is call everybody that you think would ask you for money and ask them for money first. (laughs) Then when they then when they say no to you to give give you money, then you will not feel bad when they ask you for money when they find out that you're a millionaire.
1: I like that. that. Genius! Yeah. Oh my god, that's
0: diabolical, and I love it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, JP, what would you do with your winnings? I want them to release the director's cut of Maximum Overdrive because um, Stephen King was so whacked on cocaine that he doesn't remember most of the uh, uh most of the production of the film, uh, <laughs> and he said that the the theatrical version or the director's cut is too evil, uh, so yeah, release the Snyder Cut of that, or, or whatever. The King Cut. Yeah. <laughs> release the King Cut. <laughs> sounds like a wrestling move. Alright, kind of uh, nice.
1: oh. So this press conference, and uh, just, just as she's saying that this is going to change their lives for the
0: better... Oh, <laughs> has a gripper. Oh, no!
1: This is the first instance of several in this episode in which a person's death is accompanied by a music... A music cue... <laughs>
0: It's a comedy bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking bit. It's played for
0: laughs. Yeah, we're 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 gonna go down um the the story here of how the numbers basically are just cursing uh Hurley's life. Yeah. Uh every, everywhere that he goes, bad things are starting to happen, and Grand Petito was uh the first casualty of this.
1: Yeah, and then we the the next uh the next flashback scene we have is uh is Hurley and his mom. They're driving somewhere just bump into some tunes mm, in a mm, new uh mm. H2, bright yellow. I guess in 2006 that would have been the car that you would
0: have bought. Absolutely. <laughs> so, that would have been the car that I picked in
2: 2016. <laughs> I I enjoy that uh he's like, "Hey mom, put on this blindfold." And then she walks outside and immediately breaks her ankle. <laughs> And then, then, uh, then the house is on fire, and uh, and and she's just yelling at him to call an ambulance because she hurt herself.
0: <laughs> Again, like the music is totally yeah. just like, oh, old lady, fall down, you know. It's it's it. The the show's telling you like. Yes, these are terrible things. Don't take it too seriously.
1: <laughs> but, but now that I, now that I think about it, it, it makes total sense to me uh, why Dan Atias has so much success directing "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" because yeah. uh, there's there's a bunch of horrible things that happen in this episode, and and he just he just shoots them for goofs, man. Like <laughs> I, I do have
0: to make note when uh, when he's driving with his mom, uh, she says something to the effect of "We're Catholic. We don't believe in curses." As someone who spent 12 years in Catholic school, if you don't believe in curses, let me introduce you to a little thing called the Bible. <laughs> um, specifically the Old Testament, plenty of cursing going on. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I thought that I thought that line was pretty funny too. <laughs> we don't believe in curses. <sighs> ah! <laughs> while they're driving they talk about the priest at uh grandpa Tita's funeral getting hit by lightning
0: yes oh my
1: god i forgot about that <laughs> his yeah. brother diego's wife left him for a waitress which prompts mama reyes yeah. to say don't mention that whore to me
0: <laughs> um i also wrote in here um so well so yeah so uh the house is on fire he calls the police <laughs> to sort of or he, he calls he calls 9 to both deal with the fire and his mother's ankle and he is uh mistaken for an arsonist or drug dealer a drug dealer. uh he's mistaken for a drug dealer um i just wrote police response yep that's about right yeah uh my note
1: here was uh, i usually don't figure out whom i lost forever is this early in the episode <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh one more time for Anna Lucia. Fuck the Fuck police. The, police. Uh, <laughs> the next thing that happens
1: is Hurley is talking to his accountant and this scene made me think of uh Brewster's Millions. Oh, what a good movie. And the accountant's just like rattling off all these different ways that Hurley's making money. He's like, "Oh, this warehouse you own burned down, but we had it overinsured, so you're actually making money on the fire." Like well,
0: it's one of those where uh, you know you the 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 last time we saw hurley and we knew oh he's you know about to win the lottery okay that's that's sort of how that story ends and you suspect or at least i suspected they're gonna go into the trope of he blows it all right away right that's the story that you see in all the movies that's Mm -hmm. the story that you hear in real life that winning the lottery ruins people's lives um but he's got an accountant a a very competent accountant who is in fact making him more money Mm -hmm. um which I assume is also part of this curse. Like, yeah, like, great, I'm making more money, but I'm also cursed, and everyone around me is doomed right now.
1: Yeah, it's like the two sides of it. Like, it's uh, it's good for him because he's, you know, making all this money and everything, but it's bad for the people because right. w- w- what it is account say, it's something like eight people <laughs> died in the fire. Like, <laughs> Jesus.
0: It's hilarious. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is the first instance where Hurley says that he thinks uh, the numbers might be cursed. Like he mentioned to Mama in the truck earlier that he thinks the money might have been cursed, but this is the first time where he says that it might be the numbers.
0: That was the one thing that people, like, kind of annoyed me because somebody else asked it at another point, or I think it was during the press conference. They're like, How'd you pick the numbers? Are mm-hmm. they your lucky numbers? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. They just gave me numbers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we understand that yes hurley picked the numbers and whatever but the answer is very easily like no no significance i just got a random lottery ticket right like have you guys ever specifically requested numbers for a lottery ticket no no
1: anytime i've ever played the lottery like a powerball or whatever i'm just like give me a quick pick you know like
0: right exactly so i found that a little annoying that it came up twice to be like oh uh, tell, tell me your secret about the numbers like Yes, he does have a secret about the numbers, but a, a normal person wouldn't ask that. No one would give a shit. They'd be like, give me a million dollars.
1: Right. Yeah. How did you pick the number of dollars that you're about to hand me for being your friend? <laughs> uh, um, Yeah. And then a guy fucking dies he like, just like, <laughs> falls past the window. <laughs> happened so quick, you
0: could almost forget about it. The next flashback
1: thing is, uh, at the end of the account scene, did he remember where he... Because because the next scene we have is him at a psych hospital looking for a
2: dude named yeah. Lenny.
0: Well, because yeah, he he because he said in the the accountant's office it's the numbers. Oh, it's not the yeah. money; it's the numbers. Yeah, so now okay. he's going to the source of where he got the numbers. Right, and mm-hmm. apparently it's a dude named Lenny.
1: Uh, so so this is this is what was happening to me just as we're watching the scene where he's arguing with the receptionist. I was thinking that I might recognize Lenny as like a recurring character from law you know like i remember him from from watching the past sure yeah Um, but then we got to him and
0: i didn't recognize him or i don't
1: remember him one of the two
0: yeah the um lenny's got some lenny's fucking suspect uh (laughs) i have some thoughts i i have a lot of questions about lenny uh and i'd like to spend a couple of minutes on this scene yeah um yeah, so we come in and Lenny's playing Connect 4, uh, one of my personal favorite, sort of. It's not a board game, what would you call that? It's a, it's a board game. It's a board game, fine. Why uh, wouldn't it be a board game? It's got a board, the board's just vertical. T- anyways, so. <laughs> is, is, is Tic-Tac-Toe a board game? Yeah, because it's horizontal.
1: It, it, it doesn't have a board, JP, you just draw it on the sidewalk or a piece of paper or
2: whatever. Is Hopscotch a board game then? Listen, this is not the lost <laughs> games of my childhood. This is Lost on Lost. I'm just, um, I'm, I just had questions. Okay.
0: <laughs> I have no answers for you. I'm sorry, Bob. Um, if,
1: if you, the listener at home, want to weigh in on the uh, Hopscotch, Tick-toe, uh, Connect Forward debate, please uh, email JP uh, at wearelostonloss at gmail.com.
0: Listen, only half of Battleship is a board game. <laughs> Which half? The part that's fucking flat. <laughs> uh, so, Lenny... Lenny is playing Foursquare. He's Foursquare. What the fuck? <laughs> God fucking damn it. Hold on, let me let me help.
2: So he's playing Connect Four you, with Bob. himself. Yes. And you're and you're wondering who's winning?
0: No. No.
2: Not... <laughs> would be well, well,
0: okay. Sure. He's he's in some sort of catatonic not catatonic but he's in some sort of like non-responsive state I should have asked my smart girlfriend who worked in psych what uh, that he, would...
2: he's 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 in a mental loop
0: yeah there you go yeah perfect thank you uh, you're my smart girlfriend now Bob um, hubba, hubba hubba baby thank you. so he's doing this and it doesn't seem like he's hearing Hurley at all right which makes me question when he you know Hurley tells him you know I use the numbers he snaps out of it how long has Lenny been in this loop? Because the the look that Hurley gives him is either shock of, oh, maybe the numbers do mean something. But also, is this like his chief juicy fruit moment from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Is this the first time this guy has not just said the numbers? You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to like weigh that that reaction that hurley had and i can't quite place it yeah
1: yeah i mean i mean there's a ton of questions surrounding what happened in the psych ward uh at least for me
0: absolutely i mean yeah.
1: i remember a little bit of what happened but not much and so i mean yeah there's just a ton of questions well, that are really, that really is born out of all this stuff
0: and and hurley during the press conference said something to the effect of that he had put his family through a lot of stuff was he i assume he was in a psych ward is that what he's that's referring the, to why was he in that's there that's the thing yeah so um, that that's definitely a, a conversation, hopefully for another day. But yeah, so so Lenny, once he kind of gets out of his loop, mm-hmm. just starts going off on on Hurley about, no, you, you shouldn't use the numbers. You shouldn't use the numbers. They're they're evil. They're cursed. They're bad. Um, and then he starts yelling about Sam. Sam uh, to me. Sam in Toomey. In Australia. Australia.
1: Yeah, that's who Lenny apparently heard the numbers from, so that gives Hurley the next clue, uh, the next stop on his quest to rid himself of the uh, the curse. He's going to try and find Sam Toomey in Australia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I've seen Australia on a map. Um, <laughs> it's big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least he's got the name of a town, but when he gets to Sam's house in the middle of nowhere... <laughs> 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 I, li- I liked what the woman said when he came to the door she said uh, if this weren't the middle of nowhere i'd say you were lost <laughs> but yeah he figured it out he figured out where sam toomey's house was and he uh, he went out there and he met um sam's wife hurley chats with her a little bit and we find out that um that sam's dead and, uh, but then uh, sam's wife tells hurley where she or where he had heard the numbers Sam and Lenny served together in the US Navy at some sort of monitoring station and then mm-hmm. they had heard the numbers broadcasting on what was normally yeah. a um normally an empty radio channel like just like like static just like nothingness. Sam's wife then goes on to tell Hurley a story about Sam doing something uh, very similar to what Hurley did. Uh, Sam took the numbers and used them in a um a game of chance. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Count the beans. <laughs> the classic guess the beans in the jar thing. And Sam won. No, he, he didn't. He didn't just win. He got it right. To the bean. Uh, I replayed her saying the phrase to the bean at least six times. Uh, and I would like the name of this episode to be "To the Bean." To bean.
2: I have a question. Yes. So when they when she meant that. That he played the numbers to the bean. Was it the entire strain of numbers or was it all the numbers added up? Because, oh, hold on. Good because, question. good question. That's a, that's a lot of beans to be guessing. What did she say was the
1: vessel? Of the, it was a giant. Uh, Wait, because uh, if
2: it was, because if, if was I think it would have to be a storage billion, container. It'd be a storage Because it was one hundred
0: sixty-two thousand three hundred forty-two like, beans. Yeah, <laughs> it,
1: it, it was a, a hollow, a giant hollow horse or donkey. I can't, I can't remember. I
2: should write down. Um, but. Yeah, so like this storage unit full. <laughs> so if it's that full number, this was some sideshow circus thing where this guy took this gigantic thing of beans <laughs> everywhere for like forty-five years, right? And yeah, she finally, says,
1: she says yeah. he's been running the grift forever, and nobody got it right.
0: Like, well, okay, so so add all the numbers together. It's a hundred and eight beans. That's how that many <laughs> beans, right? <laughs>
2: So so it's so it's billions of beans. <laughs> it has to be. Right, or, it, ha- it
0: has or, to be. <laughs> or he just started at the beginning, it was four beans. It's just yeah. four beans.
2: <laughs> so that's when, I, that's when this last episode lost me, and I was like, this is a lie. The whole thing's a lie. No, never happened.
0: Never. Hold on, Couldn't I need it. to do one more calculation here.
2: And it really depends on if they're, like, jelly beans. If they're jelly beans, yeah. jelly beans, after that much time, they'd have all just been together into one giant one, ball. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah. if somebody gets one. one. Just, just, yeah, just one bean. Okay, so if <laughs> just if one. it was, if all the
0: numbers were multiplied together, you'd have 231,872. So multiplied together? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: Mm. No, no. I don't know anything about math, so that that could be right. Seems, sounds wrong, but I'm assuming you used a calculator. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm an I'm an accountant. I trust numbers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, but you're also a host of this podcast, so you know not to trust me using a calculator.
2: <laughs> oh man. Um. So then, then we find out that. Um, the that he actually used a shotgun to kill himself, yeah. up, which which uh, which led to the to probably my favorite line of the episode, which is, "You make your own luck." I wrote that down too. <laughs> yeah. It's super good. Like just yeah. to yeah. think of it that way, yeah. And not because like, yeah, what does yeah.
1: she say? She says, um, "You're looking, you're looking for for an excuse as to why this is happening. You you know, and you need to stop."
0: It made me like when I'm up late at night and I can't sleep and I want to look at weird esoteric things on the internet occasionally I'll look up like uh, numerology conspiracies <laughs> um, <laughs> and if if You have it's the the same concept as having a lucky number. You know what I mean? Like if you are aware of a number, you're going to see it in your everyday life. You know what I mean? Like if you really sat down, if your lucky number is 17 and you really just focus on the number 17, I'm sure you get, oh, I have 17 light fixtures in my house. I have uh, one of my lucky numbers is 45. I was number 45 at the DMV when I got my license, Mm -hmm. you know, like I noticed it. But had that not been a number that I decided to be consciously aware of, it just would have. Passed me by how many times in my life have I uh, had, Yeah exactly you know been in line for Something and been in a number I don't know what they all are Yeah so she's like no It's you know of course the numbers Aren't evil or whatever
1: yeah yeah And it, and it was kind of a good way to wrap up Hurley's little you know flashback Story here it was like you make your own luck Hurley you're, you're better than mm-hmm. s- Thinking that you're just Being pushed around by sort of this Ethereal force of the Cursed numbers or whatever yeah
2: totally Yeah she's wrong <laughs> Uh, you
0: dumb bitch
2: (laughs) i think that's the the end of the
0: flashbacks right Um, it is yeah yeah Yeah. so back on island time island time i love island time
2: so present day we see sawyer reading a wrinkle in time i thank you i was
0: wondering if I I looked it up because I've never read A Wrinkle in Time. I was trying to see if there's any parallels between that and this episode, and according to Wikipedia, there are not. Like
1: that time I tried to read Watership Down before an episode of the podcast, and I did not finish it
2: and still haven't. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're stuck in an alternate dimension. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, They're in a time loop. Ooh, Okay numbers
1: so so island time we already talked about the raft um we already talked about the need for batteries so um so hurley uh hurley her he sneaks into saeed's tent late to late at night
0: yeah because he, he sees on the on the papers that saeed stole from rousseau that the numbers are on there mm-hmm. so that triggers him to you know Obviously, these are numbers that have changed his life, so he's like, what the fuck?
1: And there's sort of a longish scene here between him and Saeed, yeah. where it turns out that the entire time he was talking to Saeed, it was just subterfuge, so he could steal papers.
0: But it's also like, this is keeping him up at night. You know, Hurley's yeah. a pretty level-headed guy. He's, you know, not much seems to get him down. He just kind of goes with the flow. And for something like this to just be like, I'm going to go wake Said up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. like, this this is getting to him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the next scene we see is uh, it's it's the next morning. We see Hurley with the uh, with the stuff he's getting ready to go on a little hike. Um, he's filling up his water bottles, and uh, Charlie spots him. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd love like this is such a good scene, and it's you know it's it's earlier in the episode, and it really the the actor I forget his name who plays Hurley, uh, Jorge he Garcia. Gets to do, yes, he gets so many fun scenes in. Mm-hmm this episode he gets so many good interactions and his his timing and understanding of the character is so good uh and this is the the first scene where i just started laughing out loud because he he can't lie he's so bad (laughs) at it Uh, what are you doing Uh, what Uh, nothing Uh, uh, like he gets all those little like i'm bad at lying but i'm trying to lie sort of idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. and it's so much fun to watch Yep.
1: Uh, I mean, and yet, because of that, Charlie obviously doesn't buy whatever he's telling him, but he just kind of (laughs) lets it go. Um, We cut to the beach.
0: Um, Oh, what were we going to say, Bob?
2: Oh, no, I was going to say, so he finds out that he's, like, carrying three water bottles and goes, I get dehydrated easily. And I just thought that was really funny. (laughs) And so then he's being really weird, and then Charlie still just lets him leave. (laughs) Right? Like, he's like... Okay, I guess. See you later, bud. Yeah, I mean, like, that's Charlie, though, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: that's, that's the weirdest thing, uh, and we'll talk about this closer to the end of the episode, um, but uh, Charlie and Hurley are, are buds. You got it, yeah. like, it seems like, but uh, so often we've seen here, at least on the podcast, Charlie just actually being kind of a fuck of a friend. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, not great. <laughs> like,
1: Yeah, like, Hurley's clearly getting ready to go off on a hike, and well, I don't know he offers to go with him, but then Hurley's like, "No, leave me alone." <laughs> but the, you right. know, the face Charlie makes his face like, "I'm hurt. What's wrong with me?" It's like it's not about you, Charlie.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it and and just the the idea of like clearly I'm lying. Also, you've seen me put way too much water in this backpack, and on top of it, I I the bag comes un- unzipped and all of it spills out. <laughs> um it's it's classic sort of putsy behavior Mm -hmm. comedy but it's executed perfectly
1: yeah um from there we go to the beach uh claire 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 is uh bob do you want to give a shot at doing claire in an australian accent um now
2: that's not a knife (laughs) this is a knife (laughs) claire that's that's not a knife (laughs) that's a spoon (laughs) Uh, i see you've played knifey spoonie
0: before
1: Claire Claire's just chilling by herself, and we know a little bit about this. Um, we saw in yeah, no
0: one likes her. That's why she's chilling by herself.
1: Well, beyond that, uh, we saw in Homecoming, which was just a few episodes prior to this. Spider Spider Man, yeah, Spider Man. Um, <laughs> she she's suffering from some sort of amnesia, which is some sort of symptom from some sort of recent kidnapping. Um, yeah, and so like everybody's treating her weird, and so like she's off by
2: herself. Yeah. So wait, they uh, they they kidnapped her and then gave her back. They're like, no, we, just, we don't want her. <laughs> We're done with her. <laughs> we can't stand her. <laughs> um,
1: Some JL comes up uh, and Ugh. he's just like, hey, I see you're out here looking a lonely. I got a project that I'm working on. I could use a couple of hands. Why don't you why don't you come with me? You know, it's just like just that classic f- fucking dad energy like just big daddy lock yes <laughs> you know just like hey my little girl claire looks like she's feeling a little lonely i'm gonna see if i can buck her up a little bit
0: well and she's like i'm i'm nine months pregnant my dude and he's like can you move your hand come on come on it's so it's oh it's how my dad talked to me on saturday mornings when i didn't want to work on stuff <laughs> he treated you like a pregnant woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> except not as nice <laughs> That kind of pregnant woman, anyways. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Um, uh, she's, she's like, okay, whatever. She goes with him. Uh, we cut to the caves. Uh, Saeed confronts Jack about the stolen map. This was, in my opinion, an entire like, this could have been like, two lines somewhere else. Yeah, like, yeah. Saeed comes in and accuses Jack of stealing the map, and Jack's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Or Saeed's like, oh, wait, you don't know what I'm talking about. And then they figure, then and Charlie's like, oh, Hurley left fucking hours ago <laughs> with yeah, all of them. I mean, Saeed.
0: Saeed does pick up on it pretty quick.
1: Right, but like, and we're talking about level-headed people, like generally Saeed's kind of the, we've described him as the adult in the room In the, before. Right. Yeah. For him to just come up and be like, automatically like, accusing Jack without any evidence like that, it struck me as a little out of character for Saeed, but. Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, he's. What do we know? <laughs> the The conversations that were had up to this point were very like, take us to Rousseau. No, you fucking dunces. So when he thinks that, uh, you know captain Sub- subterfuge and and yeah. doing shady shit behind people's back jack yeah i mean it's not out of character to assume this is him and it's like you dumb shit i told you just leave it alone that's fair um yeah. so i i get it i yeah. mean if it yeah. was really fair. pissed he just would have like taken a fucking hammer to his yeah. kneecaps or something <laughs> So yeah, so,
1: so with Charlie's assistance, they f- with with Charlie's assistance, they figure out that Hurley is the one who took the papers, and he it out. He looked. He's looking for Danielle. Um, cut to the beach real quick. Saeed is packing up and getting ready to leave with Jack. Uh, we see him talking to Shannon. Bye, babe. What's up, girl?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: you gonna miss me while I'm gone?
0: Mm. No, maybe. Wear my Letterman jacket.
2: (laughs) Keep studying that French.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, really, focus on it, because it's terrible. (laughs) Uh,
1: Hurley finds the wire. We cut to Hurley, and he found the wire um, that they were talking about early in the episode, so he's going to use that to try and find Danielle. He follows it into the jungle, and he he finds a a boar strung up in a tree.
0: What is the deal with that? I, don't I mean, know. is that I it, don't know. I haven't gross. watched Lost before. Is that is that something indicative of something else, or is that just Rousseau messing with people's minds? Predator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was uh, exactly what I was thinking. Danielle's the predator. And we have
1: strong clearly. evidence to back that argument up. That Danielle is the absolutely. predator.
2: absolutely. Yeah, she Uh-oh. has that weird laugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do it, kill me! Come on, you ugly motherfucker! Editor
2: um (laughs) all right everybody
0: do your predator (laughs) Uh,
1: jack charlie and Saïd must have known exactly where hurley was going because they catch up to him immediately
0: (laughs) shockingly fast
1: (laughs) right they catch up to him just as hurley gets stuck in a pressure plate trap and they're fucking fucking charlie here they're like we're gonna need something to replace the weight and charlie's like well how are we gonna do that like again bad friend stop being a dick like charlie's got a real
0: fat phobia problem and it's
1: getting on my nerves well yeah
0: so this is you know rule of three in television and comedy and all that stuff this this episode does a a really nice job of here are these situations where traditionally somebody of curly size doing these physical things uh dealing with a pressure plate you know running from gunfire in the woods crossing a bridge all these things everyone just wants to protect him and be like no hurley don't do it you know you're, you're the big guy mm-hmm. like we don't want you getting hurt we don't want you and he's like i'm also a survivor on this island please don't baby me yeah you know and i think they did a really good job of letting him yeah. be very independent and be the person that takes the lead in this because while his mission isn't uh, what what this plays out to in the grander scheme of lawsuit knows, but it's very important to him personally, and you need to respect that as as him being an interesting, well-rounded character. Yeah. I, I made a note of that during the bridge scene. And we'll talk about it when we get to there.
1: Um,
2: actually, I, I will disagree with you guys. Okay. Um, I don't actually think that they're purposely making a chubby guy able to do these things. Okay. they Because of the curse he is able to survive all of these bad things and others around him die
1: so you're, so you're saying that the that his ability to um to,
2: to walk on to the bridge
1: be, to be, get over the bridge and to be able to get off of the pressure plate mm-hmm. without getting hurt and all that stuff that like he he it's actually a symptom of the the curse and not necessarily his own you know confidence yes. in his abilities and okay
2: Oh,
0: shit I said I like Bob's theory way yeah. better. No, I do. I <laughs> yeah. do dig that. It's far <laughs> <part laughs> more interesting.
2: <laughs> but I do like that they portray him well. Yeah.
0: Right. That, that's Look. more what I was getting at. But I, I guess I didn't think about why he's surviving in that way. So
2: yeah, that's I like that a lot, Bob. That's fucking good. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I don't like about Hurley is that he does not listen to direction from anybody. <laughs> They're like, please don't drop that drops it like it just is very just i'm doing my own thing um which was really frustrating i'm just like man be a team player (laughs) so
1: i I think that part of that might be a symptom of him being fed up with being told what to do all the time but i don't think
2: we've seen enough of the show for me to confidently say that yeah i can confidently say that i'm lost on loss this is the only episode that i've watched (laughs) (laughs) Um, perfect
1: but, yeah, so, like, Hurley dives off the pressure trap, like Bob said, not listening to them. Like, they're trying to figure out how to get him off there safely, and he just, like, finally jumps off it. Yeah, he's spry. <laughs> Dudes, I'm spry. <laughs> he escapes, and they begrudgingly continue on this quest. Uh, the, the Then then that's when they get to the rope bridge. Um, Saeed says he doesn't remember it from the last time he was out here, so... Uh, mm-hmm. what, what would that tell either of you two if you were trying to retrace your steps and you saw something that you hadn't seen before?
2: uh don't go in that direction and yeah, bob i would say was a demon possessing me and that's why i didn't recognize this it's a philosophical thing you never know <laughs> if something's possessing your body so yeah both solid answers yeah
0: <laughs> um also we need to address a little thing from everyone's favorite chauvinist dr jack shepard because he fucking says there's no way she built this by herself why the fuck not jack I'm sorry. She has been been on the island for
1: 20 years. Like, she had
0: time. She's got traps set everywhere. She's fucking surviving on her own. Why the fuck couldn't she have built a goddamn rope bridge by
2: herself, Jack? Explain that to me, sir. (laughs) Hashtag feminism. You'd need to have somebody on the other side to help you
0: tie it. No, absolutely not. You tie off one end, you get some extra rope, you tie a rock to that, you throw it across, right? And then you just take up the slack on the other side.
2: It's the throwing. That's why he doesn't believe that she could throw.
0: Oh, yeah. Women can throw. That is,
2: that is
1: true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. I'm going to spend the rest of tonight reading how to
2: construct a rope bridge by yourself. It. And- <laughs> <laughs> So if you're constructing a rope bridge, wouldn't you put another <laughs> rope on the other side of it instead of just having it a single line across?
0: No, Russo's left-handed. She she's not worried about other people. <laughs>
1: I th- I thought that the other side of it was was broken. Broken. That's that's, that's, that's what, what I, I thought, thought too. Yeah, but yeah. I did I didn't really yeah I didn't know, see for sure. Um, yeah, Hurley mm-hmm. uh, just blazes right across the thing. Like I'm going, fuck it. And this is where I made the note about like him taking charge, like. Mm -hmm. I I remember in an earlier episode where, I don't know if it's an earlier episode chronologically, but in an earlier episode of the show, he talked about not being in the loop. Yeah. And, you know, if he was in the loop, he could be of more assistance and stuff like that. And so this was an instance of like, yeah, fucking Hurley's sick of being, you know, left out and, cut out being told what to do so he's just like this was his mission and he mm-hmm. decided to take it and so you guys being here is like it, that wasn't his choice he originally thought to come out here by himself and i think that it sort of speaks to something what you said earlier bob about him being conscious of bad things happening to people around him if he comes out here by himself and he has a sort of uh, invincibility be- personally because of the curse like that's how he knows he can get out to s- russo and get this battery and come back and nothing's gonna go wrong because nobody's gonna get hurt because he's going alone Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's very good uh he makes it cross gives the thumbs up charlie comes out goes after him but again another charlie just sliding something under under (sighs) the door here like if he can do it yeah shut the fuck up charlie just cross the bridge and keep your comments to yourself (sighs) Um, fucking junkie yeah, he gets across the bridge almost. It gives out as he's like, he jumps off it just as it collapses. Mm-hmm.
0: So like that Charlie and Hurley got to proceed without Jack yeah. and Saeed. They yeah. got to find a way. Party split up and then, uh, yeah, they keep going into the woods and uh, Jack and Saeed are trying to find a way to the other side of the cliff yeah. or the other side of the ravine yeah
1: we come back to the a different part of the jungle
0: real quick we check in on Locke and claire Locke
1: knows how to make glue yeah claire can't still can't remember what happened to her she's still trying to recover her memory
0: uh we need to uh we need to spend a second on this okay. uh i'm sorry claire after she realizes how resourceful john Locke is says you should have one of those shows dot 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 where people where you fix people's houses i'm sorry claire not a fucking survival show what <laughs> Is he going to fix people's houses with glue and coconuts, Claire? No, a fucking survival show. God, you fucking, you can't even get analogies right. God, fuck, damn uh, it. The,
1: the, that was a perfect opportunity for John Locke to tell Claire that he uh, one time owned his own home inspection company, but uh, he, he he didn't. He chose not to do so. so.
0: <laughs> Did What? Let's go back to the Way, Way Back Machine. Did John Locke work as a regional something, something for a box
2: company? Yeah. No, he worked at Dunder Mifflin, uh, Creed Bratton. <laughs> Screen. I, I wish that Terry O'Quinn was in the office as Creed oh. Bratton. <laughs> I, I think it would be great to have like an alternate universe crossover event. Oh, that's so it...
1: good. Um, but yes, he, he did. He did. In fact, he was a regional collection supervisor for a box company.
0: Yeah, and Hurley owned a box company, so I wonder if that's gonna come up. Wonder. So, yeah, so that happened in
1: the woods. We cut back to uh, Jack, and S- Jack and Said are wandering through the jungle trying to find Claire or <laughs> Charlie and Hurley, and then they, tr- they trigger another trap, except this one's full of explosives. It's just
0: a big ass bomb. <laughs> just... And I love that it's Jack that set it off, too. Mr. Perfect yeah. is the one who sets it off. <laughs> Nothing will happen to us. Doink. Yeah. Whoops.
1: (laughs) Uh, Destroys Daniel's house. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love it. If I can't have it, nobody can have it. Fuck you.
1: (laughs) Uh, Elsewhere, Harley and Charlie are... um... Hurley's about to spill to Charlie why he decided to come out here, but they get ambushed by unknown gunfire, so they split up, and Danielle finds Hurley uh, separately. He, like, yeah, he doesn't get well, shot, he's able
0: to... They they have a wonderful delayed reaction to being shot at, where they both just kind of freeze, like, is somebody, somebody shooting at us? Yeah, <laughs> stay away from the cans! Um, but... It, it's either Russo is a terrible shot or she's just trying to scare him yeah. off. You know, she doesn't actually want to, to, to kill them. But uh, yeah, they again, two bozos that are like, yeah. oh, let's wait for a second shot to see if we're actually getting shot. At. <laughs> just it's it's high stakes, just silliness. And I love it. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so Dan- Danielle finds Hurley, uh, or Hurley finds Danielle, whatever. Um, he 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 loses it. She says he, she doesn't know about the numbers, and he's and he finally like breaks down. He just he's had enough. Like been up and down this island. My life's been ruined by these numbers. Explain mm-hmm. this to me and then so danielle has like a th- she's like oh you know the numbers brought you here the numbers brought me here like yeah she talks about the the hearing it's the numbers. such a
0: good scene they're both just both the actors are just crushing it it's mm-hmm. such a good scene <laughs> and, and so danielle just flat out agrees with him is this like I think,
1: I think you're right. I think the numbers are cursed and that gives her, it gives Harley so much
0: relief that he just yeah. like, he hugs her. Just hugs her. Yeah. yeah. Just like for for the, it took me being stranded on this island for this strange part of my life to make sense. Uh, she also said something about the people that she was with got the sickness. I don't think we've, yeah. no we've heard of a sickness before in the podcast. Yeah. Oh, uh, we
2: haven't um and yeah oh there's a there's a pandemic guys <laughs> <laughs> can't escape it it's everywhere it's even on the island you, 16 years ago <laughs> that's where it
0: started oh man um also she says something about changing something on the radio tower and early's like there's a radio tower i'm like yeah man where were you during the pilot let's go you <laughs> didn't get to go remember yeah, but you think they would have told him, right? I don't know. That mean, they don't, don't tell know. Hurley anything, apparently. That's according, true. He's according to Hurley. So out of the uh, Real quick, talk about cinematography. This is the only scene that I really want to talk about. Um, the ratio on Hurley's face when he's talking to Rousseau mm-hmm. is um, it's inconsistent, but when it's uh, more of a dramatic ratio, it actually looks really good. Yeah. Um, and you can tell that the sun was changing a little bit in between yeah. takes. Um, but they either just had a, a real, you know, sort of late day sidey sun or they brought in some negative fill and it it just looked really, really good. And mm. I, I dug it.
1: Come back to Daniel's so hut real quick.
2: What was that, Bob? So it's good to have a negative guy named Phil around. <sighs>
1: We uh we come back to Daniel's hut real quick. Uh Said finds a picture of a lady. Ooh. Yeah. Stick that in your back pocket. Um see his catalog. And they're they're thinking about finding Hurley and he's like, nah, I'm here, guys. Here's a battery. Uh <laughs> he looks at Said and he's like, Danielle says what's up. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, what a gangster moment. Yeah, I know. I like what this. a gangster moment. <laughs> I loved it. Just like, no, I'm not gonna explain it. I got the job done. You're welcome. Yeah yeah so good
2: uh yeah Hurley dropping that she'll catch you next time <laughs> <laughs>
1: she'll be seeing you around <laughs> uh we cut back to the beach it's nighttime the boys uh, uh from the jungle return everybody high fives they give uh jen or michael whoever the raft the rafties uh, the battery
0: they uh th- th- earlier jen and michael seemed to be uh, having an argument because because Michael said something about like what the heck do you want? Yeah, you know, he said something kind of rude. I forget exactly what it was. And obviously, there's the language barrier. I just feel so bad for Jin because like Jin clearly knows what he's doing, but he can't communicate it to these other people. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, we we completely skipped over the scene with Kate. I was and just flipping Sun. through
1: my notes. I was, I was like, oh, we forgot that there was, there was a brief moment earlier in the episode where Sun and Kate are observing them building the raft, and yeah, and Sun is like he's never going to talk to me again i've humiliated him do you th- do you think he's going to leave uh and kate's like well i don't know
0: <laughs> yep yeah, but uh he's going leave. yeah that's alluding to something that happened and something that will happen so son and jin are kind of on the they're on, the, on the rocks a little bit right now yeah.
1: will will they won't they
0: <laughs> they better they i gone. think they're married uh, <laughs>
1: But yeah, so um, so then we uh, we come back to the beach or the the, the jungle. Uh, Locke and Claire uh, are finishing up uh, Locke's little woodworking project. Claire,
0: one hundred percent dumbfounded as to what it could be. You've been working on this with him all day, Claire. all, all. day. It's just a crib that's upside down. <laughs> Have you ever passed an aptitude test? Like she didn't stand on her head. How she, how would you be able to see it? She's going to be on <laughs> her head in a second. Uh Also, she had a line where she said, where they're talking about luck, mm-hmm. but she said, you believe in that comma luck, but with an Australian accent, it sounds like lock. So I wasn't sure if she was saying, do you believe in luck or Hey lock? Do you believe in luck? Um, and I had to play it like eight times and then I just, I didn't care anymore.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah! There's this thing you can do uh, on whatever streaming device. You can turn on subtitles, uh. and it'll tell you what they're saying. Bob,
0: Bob for three. He nails it. Oh, in your face, JP! Listen, <laughs> Mousetrap <laughs> is kind of a board game because it's horizontal, but it goes vertical. So I don't know. <laughs>
2: That's true. Uh, is Scrabble a board game? Absolutely, I think so. It's a it's a crib. It, it was a crib. <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking about that. <laughs> oh no, that's that's uh, what uh, you have a crib and cribbage. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And cribbage, yeah, cribbage is a board, board game. game. Yep. Yeah. Even yeah. even 15. though it has cards. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. It's a it's a
1: crib for Onion Onionhead. Uh, high fives, everybody. We did it. Um, we built the crib, and then somebody figured out what it was. Uh, the final scene of the show, uh, Hurley and Charlie are sit by the beach. Uh, Charlie's, Charlie says Hurley's going to eat his shirt, because Charlie likes making jokes about no. fucking Hurley being fat. No. Fuck you, Charlie. Um, <laughs> Hurley believes that the plane crashed is his fault. Um, and so he, he finally, t- he, he's like, this is why I went on this de- this whole day, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlie. Doesn't
0: tell him about the numbers. No. He
1: just. No. Yeah. Um, he, but, and so this is where Charlie, I don't know if this is the first time he's admitted it to somebody or whatever, but he admits
0: that he had a heroin problem prior to, you know, being on beach. And he's like, yeah. I think, didn't he mention something to Walt while they were playing backgammon?
1: I don't think Charlie and Walt played backgammon.
0: I, th- I swear that they did no, yeah. in one of the episodes that we've watched. He was like, you know, I, I'll, I'll bet you a million dollars. Well, no, or
1: Hur- like Hurley that. has told Walt about the money. Char- oh, Charlie okay. hasn't told anybody about the heroin.
2: Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, I was just thinking about uh, yeah, no, uh, secrets. No. secrets. Yeah,
1: there was 100% of the time where uh, Walt and Hurley were playing back in for money. And <laughs> Walt took like tens of thousands of dollars off of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you I'm good for it. <laughs> Um. But yeah. So, it, it, this made me laugh a little bit because Hurley was like, uh, "Off the island, I'm worth 156 million dollars," and Charlie's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, you Sure." It, it, it made yeah. me think of that uh, that that Hobbit meme. Um, All right, then keep your secrets, because <laughs> he's a Hobbit.
0: We, uh, oh, oh! They're taking the Hobbit size Garden. <laughs> That's gonna be our outro music.
1: So Charlie, Charlie walks away in a half because he doesn't believe that Hurley is telling him the truth. Again, yeah. Again, it's all about Charlie. Um, yeah. But then we have this slow
2: <laughs>
0: oh,
1: creep in onto the hatch. You guys remember the
0: hatch? What a terrible shot. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to cinematography. This was, this was B unit and it was the end of the day and they were already behind schedule and they're just like, throw up a hard light and uh, just. Wherever the camera is already on the tripod, just, just use fucking the zoom, zoom in. Right, right, just, zoom right in, yeah. That so, was a yeah. bad shot. Like Yeah.
2: They were like, get negative Phil over here. We need him fast. <laughs> and negative Phil was like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Just hit record. Back <laughs> in back in the seventies, use that hard zoom.
1: <laughs> the numbers are on the hatch. Holy <laughs> living word, all my days. I'm I'm blown away. End of episode.
2: <laughs> that's actually how uh, you get in there, you just punch those numbers in and it opens. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's it. That's numbers. Um I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Yeah, does anybody even... have anything in their notes that they want to uh, do before we uh, before we wrap it up?
2: Um Well, I mean, we can I could tell you that the designers for the hatch were really upset with the with, with the, the guy who decided to, pit, to weld on the code. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is supposed to be a secure bunker. You just put the, the password on the outside of it?
0: Thanks. I, I duct taped the, the, the password to all my computers on the underside of my keyboard, so like,
2: <laughs> I get it. Same, same guy that just tied a string with a key to his front door. Right. <laughs> just him, forget it
1: uh so uh, some numbers uh let's uh let's wrap up the uh, let's wrap yeah. up the chat here did we like it was it good uh, is this an entertaining 45 minutes of tv
2: uh bob what do you think i think that overall i think this is a really nice time capsule of like not only the way that gender bias um that uh fat shaming mm. and like all of that stuff that used to be a-okay to do mm-hmm. is it's very interesting to see it going like i don't know if that would fly right now right, right? and so it's too, it's weird that how f- like 15 16 years can really change like, how how much we view things yeah, yeah. um but overall i really i liked how it was written the flashbacks and the, the forward and backwards felt very, like, seamless. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. And so if you had conflict in one scene, you start with conflict in the next. Mm-hmm. So, like, the emotions really kind of lined up, which sure. I liked. Yeah. So I felt like it was a really enjoyable episode of TV. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Totally. Adam. Adam. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I
1: I think I agree with uh, basically everything Bob said. We've run into episodes in the past where the cutting to and from the flashbacks to the present uh, has been sort of frenetic and all disorienting. And I did not get that in this episode. It, the, going from island time to the before times was very yeah seamless to me. And so it, it was not disoriented, even though it happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just, so that just proves to me that it can be done. Um, yeah so um so yeah no i dug it and yeah it like even even as dorky as the end shot was that was the a classic lost cliffhanger like hey don't forget (laughs) to. yeah like so so yeah i dug it um i dug it a lot uh jp what do you think
0: yeah uh i agree with everything that you guys said um looking at the episodes that we've watched thus far a lot of my favorite ones are the ones that have good character flashbacks or, or good character development in them. I know that's oversimplifying a lot of things like every episode should have good character development, but like, well, I don't really,
2: the, <laughs> but it doesn't the
0: mis- Yeah. The mystery shit on the Island doesn't mean anything. If I don't care about these characters yeah. and finding ways to tie in either the personal struggle or the, the, you know, the, the past successes or failure failures of these characters into what's happening with all this weird spooky shit on the Island. I, I like that so yeah overall I, I really like this episode it was really good very cool very cool all right
1: so then uh, let's do our next uh, our next bit here um the this is the lost MVP who is our favorite uh, favorite character of the episode uh just this 45 mm-hmm. minutes just uh just um, without your memories without context without anything like that um who was your favorite uh favorite character uh from numbers Bob
2: um Hurley. can't go wrong perfect <laughs> I think. <laughs> It's a it's a great vehicle for Hurley. I think it delves into his backstory and it really flushes out who he is as a person. Um, and I like to see uh, what I think is missing from a lot of um, films today and television is that everybody looks like a leading man or a leading woman. Mm-hmm. Even your funny side character is still an eight. <laughs> sure. And I think it's really nice to have character actors... Like being able to just flex how good at acting they are. And I think Lost does that. They have their handsome characters, but they do have their character actors too.
0: Yeah. Uh, Adam, MVP. Uh, I'm giving it to John Locke. Um, Yeah.
1: It it was just, it was nice to see John being on the island, just kind of being a nice guy and not doing a bunch of weird shit. (laughs) 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 Plus, he remembered claire's birthday and got her a yeah. gift and that yeah. w- that that, uh, that made me feel really good about him
0: so john, john Locke was my mvp cool. uh, jp who's your mvp chris the glove taylor with his number one hit single who you wit uh it is the song that plays <laughs> while early is driving around when it's when they have that wide shot of him just walking across the sand and the song starts playing i rewound that several times it takes me three hours to watch one of these episodes because i rewatch so much stuff um that was an original song made for this episode because i tried finding it what and just that yeah uh and there's whole message boards of people like, I can't find it on Shazam. Sound out and it's not working either. We can't find this song anywhere. So if anybody has uh, a, a way to get in touch with Chris the Glove Taylor, hook us up with that track. <laughs>
1: It'd be great if uh, it was a track on the season Lost Official Season 1 soundtrack, because it's just 25 <laughs> instrumental tracks by Michael Giacchino, and then one <laughs> fucking track by Chris the Club Taylor. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, uh lost forever. Lost forever. Yeah, lost forever. The <laughs> other half of this bit, 45 minutes. Uh who 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 just who, who blew it this go this go around? Who who was in here in numbers just hacking it
2: up? Uh Bob, what do you think? Who's your lost forever? Um I don't want to like hate on Claire. Sure. But <laughs> <Please> Claire. <do. laughs> um not, not had anything to do with it other than the fact that I hate when people hide that it's a special day or a birthday mm. and you're like yep just come on man like if it's your birthday like i would have gotten you a cupcake right like or card, let or us or know just we just care said, about yeah, you or just say happy yeah. birthday
0: yeah well and, and her her order of of importance she was like i'm pregnant i'm single and i'm lost on an island like i feel like that's not the order of importance <laughs> that you should be displaying those three yeah. facts as to why we're not celebrating your birthday maybe it's you single, lo- uh, lost on an island, then pregnant. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, the, but the nice thing about you uh having Claire be your lost forever is you actually had a reason, whereas like
0: usually JP doesn't have one. <laughs> I have well-founded, in facts, reasons. Okay. Adam, lost forever. <laughs> uh
1: I mean... Th- it's no surprise like as soon as the fucking cops showed up in that flashback i was irate (laughs) (laughs) fucking lapd like the more things change the more they stay the same get the fuck out of here lost forever los angeles police department
0: laters jp what do you say my loss forever is without a doubt lenny um listen if the numbers are so dangerous and so cursed and no one should be using them maybe you shouldn't be fucking mumbling them (laughs) out loud 24 7 my guy uh i i I just again fuck that guy
2: (laughs) noobas
1: Vicious. Uh, burning questions. This is the thing where we, uh, if there was a question that was raised in the episode that wasn't answered, that you either hope had been answered previously or will be answered in the future. Uh, Bob, did you have, uh, did you have a
2: burning question? It did Hurley actually cause the plane to hit the island because it was, it was where the numbers had been like playing. Like on the speaker sure, system, sure. like it was yeah. drawing him to the island. Yeah. Um. And maybe the reason that he's not going a little crazy is the fact that he's on the island, which is the source, sure. versus being sure. out, out in Los world. Angeles, yeah. getting arrested for fun, <laughs> um, and getting money from the police department. And that's taxpayer dollars. Maybe though. that's like, like we're the, the closest.
0: The police. To assault
2: people you know what i mean that's yeah, bullshit feels yeah great. <laughs> i don't <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of it um but i um, I will say maybe the reason why he's not going crazy is because and neither is she our french lady uh, friend yeah. Rousseau danielle yeah. she's not going crazy because she's at they're at the eye of the storm they're at the source right sure. yeah mm-hmm. i dig it
0: uh,
2: adam uh question?
1: I, w- I would like to know uh, more about hurley's history with the the psychiatric hospital the um and and how his, like and, and what he said like i put my family through a lot i would like to know i would like to know what that is so mm. that that's my my big burning question for this one uh, what about you jp uh
0: i want to know more about uh how Rousseau got to the island um she doesn't appear to be one of the others or the dharma so like who is this other group of people that came to the island that are ostensibly dead right uh, that's that very like,
1: interesting it was like 20 years prior to yeah like right yeah so that's a good one cool uh well uh so, so that's it um that's that's number is uh bob thank you so much for being on the show thanks for having
2: me absolutely absolutely
1: it was an absolute pleasure to have you um do you have uh, do you have anything you want to plug real quick before we uh, before we sign off
2: yeah, I have a I have a podcast called the Movie Blast podcast. Uh if you like short form podcasts that just kind of delve into a movie and basically you get a little bit of facts about it and then you get my viewpoints on if you should watch it or not and i'm going to be bringing on guests basically it's a short form podcast where uh i delve into a movie because i i don't believe that you need to spend three hours deciphering an hour and a half movie um so my podcasts are about 15 to 20 minutes long nice. so but, perfect <laughs> you know
1: uh, that's a nice runtime to uh, you know a lot of people consume podcasts in the car not everybody's got a you know a half hour or hour long commute some people got short trips and movie blast is uh, perfect for that type of uh, consumption uh so i
0: I dig it Uh, yeah check out our our social media we will add some links to uh the podcast to movie blast podcast featuring bob Eckdahl. um
1: so that's about it uh if you're trying to be lost with us please check us out next time we will be watching season three episode two The the Glass Ballerina featuring the oh. other loves of my life, uh, uh, Sun and Jin. Oh, fuck yes. Loving uh, that. We'll also be doing our second installment of Lost on Lost, The Mist, Missing Pieces.
0: Oh, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So
1: right. we will also be watching Missing Pieces number three, uh, King of the Castle featuring
0: Jack and Ben. Oh, Christ. Okay, <laughs> Cool. uh well thank you for listening to this episode of lost on lost Uh, i'm adam i'm jp and i'm bob yeah
1: (laughs) do you have any idea what's going on on this show no me neither Lost on Lost is
0: produced and edited by Adam Butcher and J.P. Russell. Recorded on location in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Los Angeles, California. Our show is hosted at Podbean. Find us there or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to Danny Schmitz of Lost in a Name for our theme music.
1: Lostpedia and the community of contributors there.
0: Random.org for creating the watch order.
1: Check out our Facebook page, Lost on Lost or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lost on Lost 1.
0: Don't follow those jerks at Lost on Lost 2.
1: You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail Email.com. If you like what we're getting into here, buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash we are lost on lost.
0: That's ko-fi.com slash we are lost on lost.
2: This was Lost on Lost. <laughs> now you're lost on lost. It's been lost on lost Now you're lost on lost It's just lost on lost Two guys that don't understand Well, one's already watched it And the other one hasn't yet
0: (laughs) Well, we now have new outro music I'm gonna fucking put a beat under that shit